Sugar Light. True one. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of the Black Super Friends. We are back. We are back. We are back. Welcome. I would like to introduce myself. I am David Ruffin Jr., and these are the Black Super Friends. <laughs> yeah. There go. I always wanted to say it. All right, fellas. It's hey, good hey. to see y'all. Y'all been off. I ain't going to talk about uh, my person in the bottom there, but I'm going to go around the board quickly. Introducing at the top, we call him the date doctor, but I like to call him Sing Chris, because that's how you spell it. Thank you. Whore Ace. Just keep, <laughs> just keep Chris spelled incorrectly on purpose. All right. Yeah. Second of all, I'm going to go to my man in the corner who's been traveling internationally like Dora Explorer. I like to call howdy, him howdy, howdy. the ladies, ladies. man. Leon Phelps. <laughs> Fellas, ladies, how y'all feeling? Oh, man, I'm tired, but I'm here. Welcome back to America. I didn't know they were going to let you back in, but you're here. And last of all, I'm going to my partner who got the anointed like T.D. Jakes when it comes to these relationships. He's married. He's muscle buff. I like to call him Super Mario Senior. Senior. Please say the senior. Okay. (laughs) All right, fellas. Y'all been off. You know, y'all been vacationing and living it up. Chris, did you add us on? Did you do what you do? No, I absolutely didn't this time because I can I couldn't get it. So somebody please do it for me, please. You've been on vacation. That's probably what it is. Getting a good foot on, man. A L- little bit, something like that. I hope not. Okay. Well, I ain't gonna tell try. nobody. Gonna try well, to I'll try it in a minute because time is essence. First off, we want to go to our sponsors because that's the only way that we pay the bills around here, okay? That's the people that keep the lights on, keep me getting a little change in my pocket. We'll talk about y'all cuts later. The uh, sponsor for this week is Keisha's Wigs R Us. Wigs so tough, you can't pull it up. Keisha's <laughs> Wigs R Us. Shout out to Keisha. There's a money back guarantee on the Hawaiian silky and the yaki. If it tear up, bring it back in. That's craftsmanship, all right? All right, yeah. first off, man, I want to go to you guys because you guys came off a vacation. You guys are turning into celebrities. And before we go to the meat and potatoes tonight, which is talking about polygamy, alleged horrible dating pool that women declare is uh, visible in America, we're going to talk about some other things. First thing I want to ask you guys to give that declaration. It's almost going to be a banner. In fact, it's going to be probably an ad that we run to get more viewers to this website, this podcast, come get some of this merchandise, all right? So I want to start off with the date doctor, the person who has bridged off and became an entertainer in his own right. So I'm going to my main man, Sing Chris, the date doctor. What's your declaration? What is the Black Super Friend podcast for? I am King Chris, one quarter of the Black Super Friends podcast. This podcast is for the empowerment of men, especially black men. This podcast is for the encouragement of men, especially black men. This podcast is to hold men accountable for their wrongdoings and shortcomings of the black male code of ethics. 
But this podcast is not for sorry sucker ass simps who walk on eggshells around their women, scared to say what the hell they want to say, scared to tell the truth, scared because their females may get mad at what they say. This podcast is also not for men who refuse to please, pleasure, protect, and if done responsibly, provide for women. We will not use this platform to disrespect, denounce, or decrown any women. Better yet, we will use this platform to celebrate the glory and the greatness that is women. Because here at the Black Super Friends podcast, I think I speak for everybody when I say we love women. Especially black women. Thanks for your support. Wow. Well, we just lost wigs on us, Chris. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Sorry about that. Sorry about that. Every sponsor out the window. Hey, Keisha, Keisha, you need one more chance than one. You, you got to have one. <laughs> Come on, I don't do it like that. Come hey, on, uh, I think Chris uh, gave us the, the real doctrine of uh, what uh, we stand for in this embodiment and um, breaking it down um, level by level. But I just want to add to uh, we also just want to uh, just to tap on a couple of things that he said. We also want to make sure that we always being authentic, keeping it real, and we're going to never pander. Like, that's what I see a lot of people doing for uh, you have our word as men, as fathers, as gentlemen, that we're always going to speak from our heart, whether we agree, disagree, or unlikely. you got to understand that all of our points are meaningful and, mean, and we actually mean them. We're not trying to pick a side or or go to uh, get ratings or anything like that. These are actually four friends who having a conversation live every Monday night at nine. Uh, Zay? Well, um, for me, like, excuse me, our podcast is just going to be on just relating to women and men of color, making sure we just having fun, insightful conversations like we always do, but just making sure that we have the each one teach one mentality. So that we can share some of the information that comes across. A lot of the things that we talk about are, like you said, authentic conversations that we're having amongst each other, where we're teaching each other. So when we're learning, you guys are learning or you guys are hitting us with information so that we can get it out. And all we want to do is advance our brothers and sisters of color at any capacity with any relationship that we're building, whether it be business, whether it be for uh, love or, you know, platonic, whatever the case may be. I want to make sure that we got that out on the forefront and we build it together. Yes, yes, yes. What you feel too? Well, I would like to say, because I, I love the, the mission of it, I would like to say the Black Super Friends was created for the dudes in the community who didn't realize college was important until they started working for idiots with idiot bosses with degrees. Uh, it's for the men trying to be good fathers and better men because they're starting to see their own potential. I think it's for the single mothers and young women who open up to the idea of hearing uh, a man side of things, open to say that we're not perfect, open to hearing that, you know, there's some definite conversation that needs to be had and that, you know, there's three sides to a story. So I think the declaration for me is simply knowing that we have something to add, just like we speak, we can also listen and that's the road to redemption. So. With that being said, when I first started doing this show, um, I was doing a show with 
Dr. Hughes brought me back to podcasting. Uh, do a show with uh, Jeffrey Leday, Troy Vaughn, Epiphany Lee, uh, Black Ass Conversations. And the first thing that I thought of was the amazing people that I knew. These are my best friends. And what's success without your friends? Uh, each one of these guys are multi-talented. Each one of these guys have been major opponents, impactful in each one of our own lives. And the premise of the show was, for me, I wanted to create something that would highlight my friends. We have seen Chris, who's the date doctor. You had the latest man, and you have Super Mario. Now, we tease each other, so organically what you get are the same conversations that we had inside the home that we had called the forum. There were many conversations. I wish we could have taken them. We probably would be multimillionaires. Whether it's jokes, conversations, helping our female friends, uh, attempting to give them understanding, that is the premise of the show. So with that being said, guys, now that we are probably 15 episodes into the show, I want you guys to share your thoughts. I mean, when we came up with the idea of doing a podcast, it was new for you guys. I don't think either uh, any of you guys did podcasting before, but I think at this point, you guys have started to ride the horse a little better. You guys are seeing the impact that you're having. You also see the responsibility of your voices and your messages. So I want to go to you guys and see, you know, what are your thoughts on the beginning of the show, the future of the show, and what you want to manifest as the Black Super Friends. I'm going to go to Mario first. Um, if anybody knows me, they know that uh, I have a lot of conversations with people. People call me, and I think they confide in me, and they ask me for my advice, and I appreciate it. And I, anytime somebody asks me for my advice, I take it personal because that you thought of me and actually wanted to hear what I had to say. So I, I put a lot of thought in that and care into that. So a lot of times I've been hearing, hey, man, you should try to do this. You should try to do that. But then when Horace brought the idea to me, the first couple of times I was like, yeah, no, nah, I don't really want to be on no podcast. I don't have time for it. And then some kind of way he got my wife on board. But then now he, she beat my ear at home and then he calling me. And then he was like, well, how about this? We're going to do it all together. So he called Chris and Zay. And I was like, well, if all of us can go on there. You know what I'm saying? I might be more inclined to do that because I feel like it's really just ha us having a conversation. And I want to say I appreciate all y'all for giving me a chance to uh, to really have this uh, platform because I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying every bit of it. I'm going to say I take time. I do research. I, I, I look at uh, the news more. I think I'd be more involved in the world right now because I really do care what people say, what people think, and what uh, people need to know. And I think this information that we're giving out is very needed in this times we're living in right now. And it give me a time to reflect and to hear y'all point of view, not only on the phone, but to hear other people chime in and um in the um chat. So I want to say I appreciate every bit of this uh podcast, and I appreciate y'all letting me on. Uh, to Oh, man. Okay. Well, again, all you guys have been, I mean, mo most people don't know the backstory to the, the Black Super Friends. They don't know Chris' background. They don't know uh, really how we all came together. I mean, the whole conversation, if I say the, the great drought of 99, all of us will start laughing, right? <laughs> That's the whole story in itself. Oh, man. It was a rough summer. That's a good story, but... 
for I thank God. I look back on our lives to say all of us in one area, one street, to see the connections. I met Chris through Mario. Zay is my Amen. brother. And then we're missing a few. But the black super friends is more, is more of us. But we are the ambassadors for the movement. Um met Chris before Chris went on to do his thing. Man, I was impressed with the brother, but as soon as I met Chris, the first night we clicked. I still don't think cooking turkey necks and tomato sauce was something that I wanted to enjoy that night. But the fact that he was open to give me some food that night. It's it's an African-Nigerian dish, my brother. I I had the pleasure of having a a Nigerian uh, stepdad. Yeah, okay. <laughs> turkey necks or whatnot. So good. through Chris, me and Chris went on to do later things. Uh, Mario has always been the younger but wise brother of the group. Xavier has always been Xavier. <laughs> yeah, come on, give, give him my flowers. What I'm Zay is my brother. Zay is my Zay is my brother, my my best friend. We're all super friends, but that is the brother that I have probably was with the, the most. If anything, if anybody know us, we tight, and then every three months, I want to strangle the hell out of them. Uh, but again, the Black Super Friends was was based on that premise, and I think you guys are going to do amazing things. Even looking at the merchandise, looking at the date doctor branch off, looking at Mario mentoring me as regard for relationship. Even though I'm not married anymore, just the information that he's gave me, I think, is impactful. So. Zay, you got it. Man, um, I too don't even know where to start. I, I've been milling over this question all weekend in between my essays. But uh Fiction. man, when you first came, yeah, man. <laughs> I'm in the middle of the jungle and I'm thinking, okay, okay, shirt yeah. off, toes out. There you go. Dad bar. I gotta work on it. We all definitely loaded. <laughs> but no, um, when you first came with the idea, I'm like, all right, cool, because I'm the crash dummy. Like, all right, you want to do that, bro? Let's do it. I got you back. But then as it started to progress, I could see what you were talking about. And this isn't our first rodeo. Your first radio show, Black Republican, you had me on there. I was doing life insurance at the time. We spoke to people about education or the importance of having that education. And we're pretty much doing the same thing, making sure that individuals know that you don't have uh, any different problems from anybody else. But then being in a setting where we can share and kind of volley off of each other and help one another. I think that that was the way that you were going with it. I didn't see it going this way in the beginning. I just thought that it was us at the forum cracking jokes and we come to find out that this is a little bit more different because you're in the public eye and it's not the comfort of just us, but man, we've helped so many friends. Like Mario said, we have so many friends that call us for information, who trust our judgment and that we can have conversation and dialogue with the help. And now we're able to do it on a podcast setting. I never thought that we'd be doing this. So it's actually funny to see, but, you know, also makes us tighten up on our backstroke when it comes to this. Because we got to take things serious because, you know what, we do have a voice. So that's crazy. But, yeah, but we are. You say, too. Chris. Um. Honestly, man, I want to I want to say I want to look back on opportunity like um, like what you were saying before, like 
I feel like every single time you've gotten an opportunity, you've uh, included me. You know what I'm saying? I remember back in the day where you had an opportunity, and I'm speaking directly to you, Horace. Um, I remember back in the day when you had an opportunity at Uptown South, you seen uh, you seen fit to give me an opportunity. Like right. Zay just said, like Zay just said, you had the uh, talk show, the Black Republican. You brought me on to speak up when I was coaching at Inlet Grove to try to get my team to get funds and just bring awareness to it. So you you included me uh, when I don't know maybe two months ago, two three months ago when you uh, asked me to be on this podcast and introduced it to me. I looked at it. I, I looked at it as another time that you given the opportunity. You get a platform and you gave opportunity. So I always want to tell you thank you for that. Uh, Zay, I, I want to tell you, bro, secretly I've always admired you. You know what I'm saying? I, lo- I love the way you live your life. You just, you in the middle of Corona, uh, <laughs> out the country, shirt off, goes out. So I, I, just, I, just wanna, I just want to always say, tell you, man, you, you've always make your, your <laughs> yes. Love you, bro. Love you, bro. From your ability to make friends, because I struggle to make new friends, with your ability to, um, you know, just live life vicariously, I, I, I want to say that. I want to say thank you for that, man. But uh, tomorrow, you know, I already know, man. Me and you used to live together, so me and you, I might have to say you the cl- me. I am the closest to you. We went to the same school. Those guys went to some other, some other school that wasn't Dwyer in Portland County. Know. Oh, okay, my bad. But, I got uh, that. Not at, not at, not at first. But uh, <laughs> you know, my, my, you know, I look at you like, like a brother. So, and I, I, I love you to death. But I uh, love your mama too. All uh, the whole fam. But I want to say that this show gave me the opportunity to have a conversation. Like even even though we have all these tight bonds, we we used to go months without speaking to each other. And this gave me an opportunity to talk to my friends. And I and, and selfishly, that's what it's about to me. I love the adoration that we get, the fan fandom that comes in, and everything like that. But the sh- you can take the shirt away. I just, I just like being able to chop it up and politic with my homies every Monday and through the week now. We we have to prepare for the show, so that's 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 amazing to me that I get the opportunity to stay close and connected to my to my homeboys. Um, so I I look forward to my plans for the show, man. I want to make some money off it. That's it. Yeah. Okay, well. <laughs> it's funny that you say that and then Wigs R Russ went right out the door. <laughs> my bad, my bad. Right out the damn door. My, I'm mean? sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I got work on that. Okay. Well, listen. <coughs> now that we've been good and we've been doing all of this extra stuff, it's time for me to turn it up and unleash the horse. And I really want to get to this caption here because I need to get my glass in. All right. Cause I'm gonna act food later on. So my question is, first off, I get bombarded and I get annoyed when I look on social media and I'm always seeing different women, females complaining about how horrible the dating pool is. I've heard women call it a people, a pool full of pee, uh, all kind of stuff. I won't even get into the, the descriptions, right? Whoa. And I, sometimes I get the best of me and I go out there and I really give it a whole fight. I beat it like a pinata. And I said, whose fault is that? So with that being said, there was a story that came through today. I want to thank Xavier for giving me that headline. He sent it to the BSF hotline and it read as follows. Tony Braxton says she regrets not having more sex when she was younger 
my religious upbringing stopped me doing a lot of things that I should have done. She said that they went through so many religious relationships from being Jehovah Witness to Catholic to Martyr to Methodist that she actually played a role instead of getting out and doing more things. Well, I say that to say because men are demonized for what we're taught. We're taught as men to go out there and roll, sow your royal oats until you're ready to settle down. Right. Women are taught a little different. Women are taught to save yourself and wait and yada, yada. But the reality is that was probably the last generation because this generation ain't really doing that. They might not have it on Front Street, but I, I don't want to have a fight with Nika and Cortina in the uh, comments. Well, They're coming. Oh, yeah. Well, my point is in this city girl era of things, okay, who's to blame for this alleged dating pool? Because again, men mature. We're going to go through, we're going to ride all the horses we want to ride, and then we're going to say, This is my horse. Right. As compared to people right. going to tradition and saying, You know, well, playing the role of I'm innocent because I've been had a few times myself and finding out that it's not the truth or oftentimes a woman will get into a relationship and then get into a midlife crisis where in her 30s 40s and where she's feeling unfulfilled or there's a era where she feels like there's things that she wants to do so now she has a loyal husband that settled down and he's in it for the long haul and now she's feeling like she's missing out on something we've often seen cases where married wife all of a sudden go through this phase she's out in the club she's doing everything why dude is at home. Right. So for this dating pool, which is allegedly full of piss and vinegar and all that other stuff, mm. who is to blame? And I really want to go to Zay Bigelow, the latest man. Well, you know, I'm glad you called on me. I'm going <laughs> to tell them to blame their damn stuff. And I'm going to say why. You doggone right. Let me tell you something. Oh, Let's goodness. be honest. Tell First and foremost, make yourself happy. You can't make nobody else happy till you happy. So that don't mean live to your mama expectations. That don't mean live to the pastor's expectations. That means live to your expectations and what's going to make you happy. That's the only way you're going to make the other person happy. Now, a lot of women throw the blame. We threw that out there. I didn't want to be one-sided on this, but I'm going to be honest with you, ladies. We as men can only do what you allow us. So if you're saying that the dating pool is painted, Got to question yourself. The root of all evil is money. But men do men try to get money for women. I'm just trying to impress y'all, baby. I'm sorry. So that yeah. is what it is. Now, on the flip side, because I normally catch some flack. It's all right. There's some lying ass niggas out here. I said it. Okay. That's because they haven't found themselves and where they want to be with you. But you've been dating long enough to know this. So you know which direction you want to go. You know that gut feeling that you get. You don't have that same one, that conversation that you have with your girls in the text message of how you feeling. Why don't you go with that? Then you won't have to blame that person. <laughs> See, we always talk about accountability. Oh, yeah. But they don't want to take accountability. Yeah. Hey, we, we out here to get cookies. If you're not giving us any cookies, we can't cut up any way, shape, fashion, or form. And that's the way that I view it. But as we talked about what we sent uh, or the message that I sent you about Tony Braxton, there's a lot of people, not just women, but men too, that are trying to do the right thing traditionally, and then they're getting married, and they're not satisfied. So it causes them to be these individuals who these women despise. 
right? Make yourself happy first. Like Toot said, do whatever it is that your heart desires until your heart wants to do it no more. And once you are ready to make that next step, a woman ain't got to worry about it because you no longer want to do it as the man. But you got to give that individual that time to grow. And a lot of times that doesn't happen. Don't fault that person while they're going through. So I go back to what I said in the beginning. Y'all want to know who fault it is? Look in the mirror. That's that old boy. That boy what you go, got to say? That boy need to go on vacation some more. That boy came Again? out that night. Okay. Oh, fuck. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he was for this one. I'm just saying. He was waiting for this one. This was an alley you fan. Zay, who you got? <laughs> you passing it? I'm going to pass the rock. You know, uh, I'm going to pass it to my brother, the smasher, because I'm quite sure he can feel me. What uh, you about to say, my guy? <clears throat> Uh, who's to blame? Um, they never looks like the page. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the way you framed the question, you said women claim that this is a poor dating pool. Now, I'm not a female, so you would actually have to ask them why they feel like it's a sewage, uh, sewage dump. Who's to blame for a dating for a dating pool? But anytime, I believe that anytime you um want to blame somebody you should start with yourself that's just how i feel um now i'm a man so i speak from a man's perspective not all men not all men but from a man's perspective so if a man was saying this i would say that um it starts with with you your confidence first thing about your confidence you need to probably need to work out the better you look the better the, the you increase your dating pool um Next, I would tell you to work on your finances. The more money you have, the better you look, the more access to women you have. Next, status. Work on your status. Get your ass up out, out off the couch playing video games. Get get do, started doing something. Open a business. Go out. Do do shit. And that way, you, you have more status because women seem to attract the men with status. So if you really, truly want to increase your dating pool, that's how you do it. Now, Women for women to say that when women say it's uh it's a bad dating pool, it's crazy to me because I see a lot of that's 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 men and women not wanting to be with you or not getting with you. And if it can't be all they to blame, they can't be all to blame, it's probably you. Boy, what you that. think? Well, thank you, Chris. No problem. I want to say first off, Chris, that you gave me some scripture the other day from the date doctor. You said that men struggle with responsibility. Women struggle with what? Accountability. All right. And then someone the other day replied to me and said, you can't invest in what you don't see. <laughs> People don't invest in personality. So she was pretty much saying, get your body done. So my point was, we're in an era where vanity has just, like Mario preached on one week, a lot of women will say they ain't no good men, and you know they looking for this guy, and everything's so horrible out here, right? But Mario did say the other day, aesthetics. The man you're saying doesn't exist doesn't look like the image in your head. He's out there. And then a lot of times the ego and arrogance of vanity, a lot of people are looking for this guy. And you paint that guy out. In reality, it's 50 other chicks in line to get that so-called guy that you don't know about. So we go, they go with image first and then say, 
going to find out about who he is later. I said all that to say, Chris, uh, after, you know, I was in a good place for a long time, and then I came on the show a couple of times, wounded, sounded like a sucker. Okay. I want to say this to you, man. This week, you you blessed me. Thank you for my coat. I thank you for welcoming me <laughs> into Smash Nation. And I am to a believer of your principles. Thank because you, man. I just have to say that until I see something that I will not be a sucker. And today is JT Money's birthday. I want to say, hey, Uncle, Uncle, Uncle JT. JT. That's all yeah, we yeah. had. JT Money, I love you. You know what I mean? So You know what problems ain't no problem. Yeah, man. So a chick that asks for nothing, get everything. A chick that asks for everything, get nothing. If I find somebody who is amazing, like my brother Mario, she ain't got to worry about nothing. She ain't got to worry about nothing. But until that day, until somebody can keep it real, I'm going to keep wearing this jacket that says Smash Nation. Thank you, Cash Chris. Super Mario, thank you. We're glad to have you. Thank you. Like Chris, too, I'm going to take this in in a two-part question. Because I think that uh, if a woman is saying this, then I think most likely she got to ask herself, like, what does she really want? Because I got a lot of homegirls, as you see, Cortina had put in the thing that she had called me, asked me for a nice man. And the first thing she can attest to that I said is, uh, like, actually, what do you want? And, and don't sugarcoat it to me. Because once you tell me exactly what you want from a man's perspective, I'm going to tell you what most men, just from my perspective as a man, will take to get that. Because if you do want a guy who chiseled $100,000 a year, open doors, sweet, romantic, think of all the sweet dates. I'm pretty sure every woman I bump into in the world gonna want that man. So then I'm gonna say, well, it's two to one out here. So if I bump into those women two times, they gonna want them men. So then you gotta ask yourself as a woman, why would he want you? Like, actually, be real. Like, why would he want you? Out of all the women in the world, why would he want you? And then that's a question for you to have to ask yourself. And if you're not ready to answer that truthfully, then you don't need to be dating. Because you, you're going to be giving false um, narratives and, and requirements to even obtain you when you're not being real with yourself. Because if you're not real to say, yeah, you know what? I probably got a lot of stuff I need to work on to put me in the echelon of women that these kind of men seek. Then you need to go back and then just take what you get because that's what you're going to get. Because you're not even in the parameter of what those guys have. Because just being truthful as a man, we have a lot of choices. And just not sugarcoating it, you have a lot of choices when you reach a certain age. Once you get to like 35, you don't have a whole bunch of kids or you're self-sufficient with kids. Once you make a good salary, once you healthy, not in jail, not you are the cream of the crop, no matter what people say. And most men knowingly know that. So when we get to, oh, you're a dog, you're this. No, at that point, because all our 20s, we've been chasing y'all. So at some point, the tables have flipped. And then you get on your high horse because women start thinking about marriage around those ages. So then they start calming down, settling down, being more approachable, wanting to um, take guys more serious instead of being city girls. And then at that point of time, a man financially has most likely just reached his peak. So then now he is at the top of his game and now he's just ready to live life. So it's a lot of stuff that go into that, that dating pool thing. But I think on both sides, you got to be real. And I think that people need to start saying and admitting to being more shallow than they really claim to be. Because a lot of people swear to God they're not shallow. And swear to God that looks don't matter and money don't matter. When I think right now, if that was the truth, then the statistics about why people get divorced and married would be a lot different than what they are. 
But I think a lot of people look with their eyes for sure. And then they try to make what they eyes see what they heart need. And I don't think that's the way to go. But I understand that because I, I'm realistic too. Nobody wants to live next to no, nobody who you're not attracted to. So let's start by one, not lying. You're looking for somebody attractive. Two, you try to be somebody attractive. Three, yeah. you be a good person. So then when you get with a good person, y'all can kindle and y'all can be together. And then four, honesty. Once you have honesty, all this dating stuff right here, it'll, it'll just flow. Because it's not yeah. no one good person. You're going to have hiccups. You're going to have headaches. But if you're being truthful, y'all are better walk through it. But I think once the lies and deceit start and you start saying, no, I like this kind of woman. I'm not apologizing for it. This is the kind of woman I want. So I said, let me get in the gym. Let me get my finance. Let me get myself better, like Chris said. And then I, I, I can require that kind of woman because I'm not selling it. Because I said, yeah, I don't need your help. I don't need you for reassurance on me. I look in the mirror every day and say I look good. I look at my bank account and say, I'm all right. My children think I'm good. So I don't need you. But right now, I want you. And I want you. That's it. To join in of my happy life, and I think that's how the dating pool to get better. Word. Well, that was interesting. Hey, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I was to say a quick question or, or something I was gonna say that you had talked about, which I think a lot of people miss. Be what you want. If you want somebody that's gonna be truthful, be truthful. If you want somebody who's gonna be loving, be loving first. Yes, a gamble. But you're never going to know who is for you unless you show them who you really are. So that honesty thing that you said is really, really big and key. And I think a lot of people miss that. And, yeah. um, and, and you're right, Jose, because you're saying gamble. But I, I think a lot of times people, too, they they scared to be vulnerable right. enough to be loved. Like, how could you really embrace dating if you're not risking it something? You can't be yeah. going in trying to wait and trying to uh, make the thing so you don't lose. In this dating world out here, when you enter in somebody else's life, you might lose. That's a part of the game. But if you go That's in, the gamble for them, though. Not winning, not winning to lose or trying to stack the odds against yourself, and I'm talking about wrongly stack the odds against yourself, then right. you're going to lose most of the time because you're not going to show that person your real self. And then that's that's going to be a whole different point of you can't keep up that facade. For real. Yeah. I, I want to say, listen, when, listen, not being, uh, you know, too vain, but I was that person that back in the days, you know, we were in a situation where, you know, your body, testosterone high, you got a good frame. Right. So back before I had the accident, had my fair share of admiration. Got an accident, couldn't work out, put on some pounds. That admiration, some of the fans fell off. Now, in reality, I'm the same person. I think I've actually gotten better. I had them wiser, definitely more prosperous. But the point was, that showed me a lot. It kind of humbled me. But I will say that a lot of times, especially when I look at Instagram and I see like everybody spending every dollar they got to look so fine. And then when you actually talk to them, they are, their characters broke or they emotionally bankrupt. Or you'll see the dude that'll get with the chick who has nothing to offer. You know why? Because he's defining himself through this chick. I don't feel I don't feel highly of myself, but I got this bad chick. So you're going to like me and respect me for having this so-called bad chick. And it takes a long time before people get that. But I see so many people out here now trying to be fine. And then you get to talk to them. And it's like, it's more. it has to be more than that. We're going to smash a few times. I might take some pictures and be seen with you. But what do you have to offer? So I always tell the women that 
has this long list. This guy that's the professional, making six figures, good looking. He already has a list of 50 other women that want him. So well, you have to ask you yourself, know. why would he want you? Amen. And then be patient yeah. too. Go ahead, Chris. But see, me, I, I, me, I'm a person. I, I represent for the medium ugly guy. You know what I'm saying? I don't represent for this fine, tall, rich type of guy. But what I'm saying is, I personally don't require or give ultimatums about being with me. You know what I'm saying? I make that a choice of of, of for somebody, whoever I'm, you know, dating or anything like that. But what happens is. I, I'm getting into situations where women makes it a requirement or request relationship. So I believe that once you request the relationship, it's on yeah. you to now start putting on it. You know what I'm saying? Doing better to, to showing, showing the other party why they should choose you for the rest of their life or why should they choose you as a representative? I think that what happens is people think that this is just an obligation because you have a, a, a patch of hair down there. And that's, that's not the case. You have to, if you want, if you want me, you want to be my representation, meaning because I know how it is now, you have to be, I have to post your own Facebook and I have to do all these other things. And man, I, I, I don't, I'm not easily bought. I'm, I require a lot more. And the thing <laughs> is, and the thing is, if I'm not getting that, then we're not even, we're not even to rock like you that. Don't. I'm not requiring you to do it. I'm not going to require that of you. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to tell you where you got to be with me. And then I'm giving you subpar treatment. Whatever I was doing to make you want to be with me, then you should be able to equally reflect that on me. Or got to ask yourself, are you asking to be with me simply because you just want a relationship to show? Or do you really actually want to be with me? So I think there's a lot of facades going, but hey. I agree with that too. All right. I agree with that. Let me go to the comment that's going to get me hate mail. Well, <clears throat> the meat and potatoes for the night is a word that we like to call polygamy. Well, <clears throat> when black people are attached to that word, it's bad. But when you're in Utah, it's not all bad. In fact, <laughs> the Utah Senate just passed a law to not to stop demonizing it as a violation of law. So in Utah, mm. on Little House on the Prayer, yeah, polygamy is lit. They back on that again. <laughs> all right, listen. I need extra wise to churn that butter, get that milk, make them biscuits. Now, why is it trending again? We all familiar what polygamy is. Uh, Brother Polite is a well-known public figure who talks about Africanism. He talks about Pan-Africanism, and he is very visible when he talks about polygamy. He has multiple wives. All of them are really nice looking at that. So I salute to him. Um, Second of all, we need to understand why is it denounced in Western culture? Because you go to other cultures around the world, polygamy is embraced. You go to Africa, you go to some, well, I'm not going to say other parts of the country. All of that's Africa, whether it's the Middle East or Africa, it's still Africa. So please take that tonight and understand that Israel is in Africa, Egypt is in Africa. I shouldn't have to tell you all that, but I will. So polygamy, and I actually had a question because when we had our pre-show discussion, I knew it would be kind of controversial because in reality, and I don't want to offend anybody, but I will only for sake of purposes and ratings, um, the data must be presented. 
Polygamy is found in the Old Testament, and over 40 important figures had more than one wife, such as Esau. Uh, you know, multiple marriage occurred on several occasions on the will of man in the case of famine, widowhood, or female infertility. So kings, to this day, are known to have a harem. They have a selection of wives, right? right. So let me go to part two. So in Old Testament Bible, polygamy was prevalent. Then you go to New Testament, which I want to highlight that uh, the Jewish faith does not recognize the New Testament, if I'm correct. They only recognize Old Testament. New Testament is after Jesus Christ was assassinated because he was black. Another show. Um, New Testament does not recognize polygamy. It's not frowned upon, but it's not mentioned. Right? In fact, and Timothy 3 and 2, uh, the church leaders should be the husband of one wife. This has been read by some Christians as prohibition of polygamy. Others argue me that polygamy is allowed, but not for church leaders. So with that being said, my brothers, he got brother polite. I got all the kings. We kings. Chris told me I was a king. I need to <laughs> actualize y'all views on polygamy because in reality, to be the bad guy here, some of our granddaddies and daddies practice polygamy. He might not have married her, but he had a house over on A Street with a bunch of kids. He had a house over there on in, on Fort Pierce. Your daddy had some other kids and other families that he raised. Uh, my brother's granddaddy had 40 kids. Ooh. 40. Yeah, 40. Whole whole lot of humping around. Man. Mm -hmm. So yeah, 40. So whether it is out in front or whether it's behind the scene, polygamy is something that has been there. So I don't know when it was denounced, but why is polygamy so bad? And can it be beneficial, especially in an area where you have a ratio of, what, 20 to 1 women? In Atlanta, it's probably 35 to 1 due to uh, unforeseen things. But why is it frowned upon and why can't it be embraced? I'm going to go to Chris first because this should be fun. All right. Okay. I think that um, that's something that we should consider in our community, honestly. Um, I think if we take the emotions out of the, out of the situation and have a true conversation, then I think that we can really need to examine it. There's a, we there's a wealth gap in this country. The average white household makes substantially more than the average black household and so unless we're going to get overnight we're going to get into ownership and buying of property and creating businesses that creates jobs it's going to take some time to catch up so i think that if you add another self-sufficient adult into that situation it can speed up the process that extra income can allow you to to purchase property you know what I'm saying? Well, you look better on a loan if you got that much income go going into to pay for the loan. That now you can purchase property in a better neighborhood. Um, we know that property tax funds the schools, so now you get to send your child to a better school. Um, also, even if you don't want to go the school route, you can you have the income to fund kids entrepreneur entrepreneurship. <clears throat> and let's just say that you yourself, as a mate, want to be want to um be an entrepreneur imagine being able to take off a year maybe two years to actually chase 
a goal or a dream or a business that you want to start and your other two partners is able to um actually take care of that so i think that um i think that is it would be good in that in that sense also i i was told that it takes a village now imagine that you have two wives they that's extra help on the uh the child care, the household things and everything like that. And um I also here's the thing. I think that men I think that relationships go bad or get you because men cheat. I just I just this is what I think so. And I don't believe that men have a problem with commitment because I've seen men uh be totally committed to teams that ain't won a championship in 20 years. But you can't tell them nothing about his team. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that it's a it's a commitment issue. I think that it's a sleeping with one woman issue when it comes to men. And and I think that maybe this solves it. I've never seen a man get caught cheating reading a Bible with a woman or making a spreadsheet or starting a bit. You don't get caught cheating with that. You get caught cheating by sleeping with other women. This may be a remedy to that situation. Also, when it comes to um, when it comes to women, it's just like I don't I hear I, I know what I'm gonna hear. I'm gonna hear women say, well, what if the woman wanted to do it? Well, me personally, I would ask my I would ask her, is that really actually what you want? Because I don't think you thought of that. Now, that's two Mandingo soldiers beating you like a pinata every night. Is that really what you what you want? Especially the kind of man that you want. You want a long John Silver. So you might want to think mm-hmm. about that. You might want to think about that question. And if it's actually, and if it's actually something that you do want, then you shouldn't be looking bad at me for for wanting it. Because we got to compare apples to apples and oranges to oranges. I'm telling you something that I probably would like. I probably would enjoy having two women. I don't know. And according to women, I've been hearing my whole life, women don't like that. So you can't compare compare a man wanting it when. A woman don't just most of the time they don't want other men, or, or so they say to us. So I just think that it is something if we take the emotional um aspect out of it and we really examine it, it could be something that can help us as a community. And you know, that's just just, just something I think. Zay, what well, you got? Let me add some let me add some data for for the Zay. Uh someone asks, what is it when it's two husbands, one wife? That is a train. Yeah, well, they call it Polly Andrew. Polly is two husbands with one wife. Now, Polly Amory, which Cortina Peters has suggested, and which we'll discuss after the show, is defined as practicing or being open to intimate relationships with more than one person. That means everybody has to be on board, though. So, I mean, and these things are familiar, huh? And it could be, it be anybody. It could be anything. Woman, women, man, man, it could be anything. Right. Yeah. But it means first it means you're not looking for just one person to share a romantic or sexual connection with. Right. Sounds interesting because somebody had that philosophy at the forum with the five, uh the starting five, but they will remain <laughs> named. Go ahead, Zay. Uh, I was gonna bring that up. I was gonna say so, you know, they dubbed me the latest man. A lot of women talked to me about this, and it's crazy because on a previous episode we talked about men having more than one woman and Kayla, I got you. That's what came my way. But what about us having more than one man? Baby, if he all right with it, 
you got it. See, the thing about polygamy is a lot of guys love that aspect. Like, yeah, me and two women. But you can't stand up in the paint with two women. They're going to leave you, buddy. You feel me? And also, too, on the flip side, you got to be able to take care of women. So it's sad to say, another clip that I sent you with the old dude, what he had, a pocket full of that good old green stuff, right? <laughs> and it made the whole world go round. He's able to afford the women. Now, if he's being honest with them, like he, in the video that I shared with you guys was, most women don't have a problem with it. The women who have a problem with a man having more than one woman is the lying ass niggas like we spoke of earlier. However, just like you said, Horace, back in the day, it was a lot of that going on because it's a lot of households where, yes, he was married, but he was taking care of other households, too, and he was dropping it off, too. So, mm -hmm. you know, as a young man looking forward saying yes, yes to all these women and polygamy, it sounds good. Make sure that you're able to stand up in the paint, both financially, sexually, and mentally, because that's why they're allowing you to run that way is because of your male guidance, your protection, your leadership. They're looking, they're saying that they're going to be loyal to whatever it is that you're doing as long as you're honest with it. And where we drop the ball, fellas, a lot of times is we throw that line now, and it messes it all up. But more women are into polygamy than, than guys actually think. And it goes back to the upbringing that you talked about, Art, where men are grown up to be pimps and players, and then women are grown up to be wholesome. And somewhere along the lines, the two switch. Well, you got well I want to say one thing. One, I can't mm -hmm. comprehend like Chris said, a woman being able to uh, take two jackhammers because yeah. most of the All ones right. that we do know can't take the ones they got. They don't ask for the foot long and don't ask the person to cut it up in four parts. But um, when you talk about this situation here, it just gets tricky. And, and to be honest, now that we have definitions to it, man, this stuff has been actually in the urban communities for a long time. We just cool. didn't put a definition to it. So um, when you see the you were talking about the woman uh wanting more than one guy, uh hello, we mm -hmm. might not know about it, but oh, it's always been more than one guy. So no, it's you know, the honesty though, too. They ain't honest. That's but that's what I'm saying. On both sides, the women have to be honest about what they truly want, and the men have to be honest about what they truly want. Let the chips fall where they may. If she don't want you because you want more than one woman, the hell with it. There's so many women who do. Or if the guy doesn't want you because you want more than one woman, the hell with him. Right back to what we said in the beginning. Be happy, do what makes you happy. And a lot of people forget that because they want to make mom and daddy in the past that. I'm going to have one man, but I'm unsatisfied. Listen, I drown in my own pool before I let another man swim in it. Mario. Yeah, so the word polygamy, for one, is it means marriage. So let's get that straight. So that that's that's so we're using this word all out of context. Because you don't want to be married to one woman, let alone five. So let's get that straight. So most men who saying they want to be in a uh, polygamous relationship, that's a lie. Because you just want really to have a bunch of women that you can bear the fuck under one roof. You don't want the you don't want the uh, the uh, problems of having to deal with five different periods, five different problems, five different um, emotions. You don't want to have the problems of she, she want a child, she want a child. I want my child to have what this child have. I want to go here too. Why you want to date with her? Come on, if that's mm -hmm. the case, man, you will have a wife. You will have one right now to start off with, 
And then you then that one, because Brother Polite, as you brought up, had one wife. And then him and his wife said, Oh, you know what? We need some more help. So him and his first wife went and got another wife. He didn't start off with five women and then say, Hey, I'm a polygamist. No, that's not that's not how this works. And then we always compare ourselves to the Western culture when they're not capitalistic cultures. And then most of the time, women don't have rights. So most of the time, women marry men just to have anything in life. So right now, all their fathers or their mothers pushed them off on men and they had no choice. But I'm not against polygamists at all. I just wish people would stop saying, I want to be a polygamist when you know that you can't do that. And as a man, right now, being married, it's not easy as, oh, I just come home and just fuck my wife and then that's cool. Bro, it's a lot to deal with with one wife. So I couldn't imagine having three more to have to say, yeah, I want that toilet fit. And did you get the blinds today? Or did you, because it's still a woman. It's still a relationship that you mm -hmm. have So that's two relationships. You didn't, it's not you and your wife getting a slave or getting a housekeeper. You're getting a woman. What Chris said, okay, well, I'm going to get a bunch of people to put in money. Like, I'm just paraphrasing. That's cool until the emotions get in. So what we got to do, we got to be real. Right now, some days my lady come home and just don't feel like it. Like she just feel like she just had a, a rough day. But what happens if I come home and there's two women who having fucking rough days? So what do I do then? Because the money's good. But then what about when two women won't be in this? When two women, like that's what I'm saying. It's all about that. But it's, and it's, it's all about like, can you do it? Because most of the time, those people who we talk about were kings. So that means money was a plethora. That means finances was on point. That means they had already became self-sufficient men on their own with overflow. A lot of times you have people who can't even take care of themselves talking about I want four women. I understand that, my brother. You want four women to have fun with. You don't want to be a polygamist because that entitles what? Responsibilities. Responsibilities of being a husband to multiple women. And I don't know too many men want that. It sounds good. With the women having the freedom they do in the United States, I think it'll be way harder than you see. In other countries, you have women have less rights to say something, to do something. Here, it's gonna be it's hard enough to be on one page with one woman. Now you telling me you want to sit here and have three women in the same house with equal rights? When as a black man, it's stacked against us anyway. Women make more than us, most of them anyway. So most likely, unless you went to school and then went to the higher uh, tier of a man then you're not going to be the breadwinner. You might be the man of the house, but you're not going to be the breadwinner. So now I got you the man in the house, and you got four other women who make more than you, but you're going to tell them, no, they can't have it right now. But you just gave it to her. I Go ahead, my brothers. Y'all uh, have it. But I think is uh, what I think is this. I think we look, use, we're looking at this through a conventional monolithic lens. I want, what I suggest is we go through it in a new age collaborative effort lens. Instead of, instead of me Having to take care of y'all, we take care of each other, and we take but care of the this house. So huh? you're not gonna have y'all not gonna have sex and emotions. We're gonna just be What's business that? partners. Because what you're talking about is a business agreement. Mm -hmm. no, yeah, that's what I, I think. All, that's what I think. Relationships and that's what I think. Relationships and when weddings are, our marriages are business relationships, and I think that they should be conducted as such. I think that that should be a totally separate, different thing. I think that we should be getting together collaboratively to grow business wise. As far as the relationship, the relationship part, yes, there's going to be times where, you know, you may not want to sleep with her or this, whatever the case may be. You guys have to work that out. That's always going to be a juggle. But at the same time, it's just like 
we have to stop thinking. I think we have to stop thinking of it traditionally. It has to be group effort. If everybody is in it for each other, I think that that can kind of soothe some of the um the rough edges. I believe that in monolithic relationships is more of ownerships. We look at it as ownership. We don't look at it as I'm uh, this person. I'm working with this person for something. I'm looking. We look at it as oh, that's my lady. Ain't nobody else can do this. Or that's my man. And whoever nobody else can be around him and nobody he can't even we can't even love another woman in a relationship we, so, that's you think, bro, so you think the people who we have in those relationships will let you you don't think they look at their wives like that well i think that i think that if you're going to get married to one or two you should get married to a more of a mindset instead of just a woman you should be looking at getting married to a mindset because if you you can have one woman huh? what you talking about in polygamy though we're talking about like polygamy that's what I'm, I'm talking saying, about. A, a man being married to four wives, you think he don't look at his four wives as those my four wives? Well, I don't know if that's a that, that may not be that may be a bit much for for that particular man. But I say I was more speaking about in my definition of a man and two women because I've what I've seen was a guy named Kevin Wesley. That's been the the new phenomenon. I hear I see him taking all with the pictures and stuff like that. I'm looking at that particular situation. I I believe that yes. Maybe after two, it may get a little misconstrued. It may be a little tougher, but I'm think I'm talking about that particular dynamic. I think that that particular dynamic, three, um, three self-sufficient adults in a household, that can pop. That could possibly work. I believe that it, in that order, because two women and two men. Because I, uh, when it comes down to sexually, I think there would be a lot of pressure on one woman. I think that it's less pressure on a man. I I just feel like it's something that we should take into consideration. We shouldn't be just blow it off. I think that if a man was going to do that, I think he should go into the situation and find women that is that's collaborative with him. I think nowadays we can find women that comes into situations and want to really really help you. I think if we found two of them, I don't know if that's such a bad idea. Right, and but, I think I think it's being real, man, that's what you want. I'm saying that's what you're gonna be able to handle. But we don't know. We haven't even tried. We never we never even tried to do it. We always just shun it off. We we would rather talk bad about it than before but I, we have I, ever I even tried. I think a lot of people uh, tried it. Well, they, they have. have tried this, then you have really know growing. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of people up here. Now, the thing I will say with Brother Polite, to your point, he actually has more than one wife, and they are a, uh, as a co-op with the right. responsibilities, with even with the kids, which I thought would be tricky. Make asking one woman to make sure you treat my child like that child when penis is involved and emotional attachment. But that's what they have. Where he has multiple wives, they share in the responsibility. One may travel with them, one may not, but they raise those kids collectively together. So to your to your point, Shantara, and she asked, how was does that work with the kids involved? I think that is the biggest X factor because if you can't make it work with the kids and uh, or you're gonna have a major problem, but isn't it this? But isn't it the same way that men and men and woman and woman relationship works? That's that's gonna be a shock to that kid. There's gonna be some explaining that you have to do in to that kid. No. How is it different? But what if huh? they're not? What if they're not? At some point, a lot of kids are introduced but see, you're talking to the same sex relationship. I said, I hope time. I don't think I don't think it could be a problem. I'm not saying it's gonna be a problem. I'm not saying it can't work. I'm saying be realistic. See, see we right now we mm -hmm. talking. I understand what Chris saying in the perfect world. Yeah. 
if we did that, that, that yeah. would be right. I believe you're right. If you can find two women who are on the same page with one man who knows who's strong enough and independent enough, who knows how to manipulate because still too. I don't I'm sorry, I would yet to see I, I listen to a lot of brother polite stuff, and I've heard this man out his mouth say some days he come in and just walk back outside and get a woosah. Like I, I see, like no matter what, it's still two women. Like so, but, but, but they do that with one woman, right? Okay, so then that's my point. So then when you do that, I'm that's why I say if men right now are not married, are not ready to marry one woman, why do we think it's so fun to have two? Well, I don't hey. know if it's, I don't know if we're just saying two. I'm thinking I'm or thinking three. more of a mindset, marrying a mindset first. Running. I want to ask something, Mario, because no matter how many wives you have, this goes right. back to one of Mario principles. The man still has to be the man. The man is always going to be looked at to be the provider. And even when he ain't providing, he's supposed to be the cover. You know, like the man is the head of the house. So with that being said, like me personally, Tiger Woods had was married. One woman, that didn't work out. He got took for a lot of money. Right. A lot of us behind the scenes say this. If I was worth a billion dollars, I don't know if I'd get married. I would probably have a situation where I got more than one, maybe it's a multiple relationship or whatever. So I think being able to handle what you're asking for, because there's a lot of responsibility that comes with that situation. That would be, the sex would be the easy part. Most guys would be thinking about it from sexual fulfillment. That's, what, that's, that's my whole point. That's my, yeah. that's, that's my point. More to right it. now, what you're saying and what Chris said, two different point of view. Like right now, you're saying the head of the house, that he's saying that's how we're all agreement. I'm saying regardless, when we, when we start talking about preliminary, every guy eyes do this. And it's not about, oh, we finna have a cohesive village. It's because they want, they here, I'm finna have multiple women to fuck. I'm just yeah. being real. Like, that's what it's about. Now, if it's cool, if it's, if they, if, if a man walk up to me and say, yeah, I want polygamy because I want to have a village and that, and they, then I will have to, I'll step back and say, my brother, you might be on to something. But nine out of 10 men I talk to, are gonna be like shit, two of <laughs> shit. But read but that I comment. See the, but read I see the read that comment there. A few said it's it. not gonna work. Them two women don't know their worth, right? And then it <laughs> says he didn't find a wife, find a good thing, and that's what we're saying. Like he didn't find a few wives. Hey man, but see, I'm what not saying you know, I'm, some guy, your husband got multiple wives. I'm not saying that. See, that's that's a, that's that's need to hear. Like with that comment, like, that's that's. That's beside this point right here because that's that's just a opinion on saying worth. Like we don't know that because they might they might know they worth and choose to do that. Like if they're making a conscious choice as a a grown woman to say I want another woman and a man and that's what they want to live their life. I will not talk down on them or them people or say they not they don't know they worth because I can't do that. That's just me. But I'm just saying what Chris is saying is a great idea. I'm not saying it won't work. I'm just saying when we talk about polygamy, I thought we were talking about polygamy as it's being said, as it's growing in America. Right now, when you look into this, like I agree, when you look at Brother Polite, and I look at him a lot, I look at him because he's been doing this for a while. He ain't just popped, like he's been doing this for a while, Con consistently doing this for a while. He has the ends and nights, he and he's very forthcoming with it. So I'm looking, I'm like, dang, this man really had this in the world. Then I had I hear the ins, the outs of what's going on. I'm saying that take one hell of a man to mm -hmm. be able to uh, do that. And I don't think it's a lot of people who, a lot of men who are able to do that. I'm sorry. I just don't. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. I, I totally agree with you. I, I think it's I think men have a hard time just telling the truth. That's what I said about in that declaration. We they, men just have a hard time telling women the truth because we have a, right. a, a fear of what women going to say or being right. mad. Yeah. It's more like a, a scarcity mindset instead of an abundance mindset. I believe wholeheartedly in telling in telling the truth and telling women exactly how how it is. And, and it's and it's tough. It's tough. You're not going to you're going to have some lonely nights. You're going to have some wacky Wednesdays. But the point is, you. I feel like you're going to be in a better. You're going to be in a better space because you have to find people of a collaborative um, mindset. When I talk to, I've talked to different women about this, and the, one of the reoccurring themes is they say things like, "Only the man wins." You know what I'm saying? Like, it's and and so sometimes those women make me feel as though that's the that's the biggest hitch in it. I, you don't want to see the man happy or see the man winning in a certain situation, and I, I think that's a, that's a problem. But I think if we if a man will take on this task, I, I don't know. I, I think it's something that we can't denounce before we actually try. We we have buried it before we even none some, none of us has tried it. I know Good. most of the time when we holler at a woman, when you go to holler at a woman, and she say um, she say I got a man, you say what well, you can't be a friend. So you you pretty much into that too. So I don't know. I think it's something that we should need to look into. I'm with Chris. Why, why do you think none of us tried it, bro? Them misguided um, souls, Chris. Why do you think none of us tried it? I don't know. I've I've known you guys for a while. I ain't never seen. Well, I, I said, what do you think? No, I'm saying, what, what's the reason? Did you think none of us tried it? I know I haven't. Traditional. We were traditionally weird. I think, traditionalism. I, think no, traditionalism. I don't think. I think. I, I don't think that I would want to do that. I think that's a lot. I think that's a lot more than I want. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I think I right now believe prior to me getting married, I could have two women continuously. I believe that. But dog, do I, I? I'm saying when you really stand with a woman, maybe it's just me. Because maybe y'all encounters with stand with a woman have just been blissful. And maybe you say, you know what? I can add another woman to this because it's just so great. I haven't. So I was like, man, it's it's hard for me to maintain it because right now, even though, like you said. It's most men cheat not because they just want to have sex with one woman. It's not just one woman. It's multiple women. Women are beautiful everywhere we go. Everywhere we go. So it's not like a man to cheat with one specific woman. Most men cheat, cheat with multiple women on the side because it's multiple beautiful women out here. So even if you get two wives, you still might want a third. And you still might want a fourth. That's what I'm saying. What's to stop it? What's the limit well, I'm saying just try. I don't know if you have to you have to figure it out. Just like somebody, just like you came to the realization that you just want one because you right. tried it and you thought it was good. I I think that yeah. just denying the whole thing, I think it's something that we should have conversations about. We talking really about we're talking yeah. about a situation where our women are the least married, the the most single mother. Like it, that's just that's just the facts. Mm -hmm. we, we talk about broken homes a lot. We talk about broken homes a lot. What if what what if that those kids had a father? And, and someone says something about talking about the kids. I'm saying uh, I don't know the difference between explaining this situation than uh, than explaining a monolithic um, uh, homosexual uh, relationship because they because we do that a lot in our community now. We explain that we have to explain that to kids. So I don't know how 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 this is far fetched from from having yeah. that same conversation. And I don't know why we're, I think as men, I think that I, I, the women that we choose should inspire us. So if you choose two, 
then then maybe you should then maybe that would inspire you to do to do a lot more because what what's going on now i see a lot of sorry just like what hard is saying like we got a lot of sorry ass dudes out here that's not willing to that's not willing to step up to the plate and 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 we don't encourage we don't encourage that over here we empower we want to empower men and if that's what they want to do be truthful that's my point. Mm-hmm. I want you to be able to be self-sufficient enough to get one before you start right. two. That's all I'm saying. And, like, and that's the thing too, Chris. Enough to say, so if, like right now, if Horace say, man, I got my shit together as a homeboy. Man, you know what? And I know he can probably, but then go ahead, my brother. But if I know Horace ain't shit, and then he's saying, yeah, I, you know what? If I get two women, because we can split the bills three ways, and we gonna, gonna work. Bro, that's, I'm saying like, to me, in my standard of life, I just don't want that. I just, you see what I'm saying? And I'm not saying it's not for everybody. I agree with you. If you feel like that's your way, do it. But I don't want, I, I think we're putting the cart before the horse when we saying, bro, you become self-sufficient, bro. Yes, then, that's the number one thing. Like you, you, because you can't even obtain one wife. You can't, most of the blues are going to be like, well, we're going to look at them like, man, you, you just, you can't afford to you take it your damn self. You talking about two women? That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying it won't work if you if you are that guy. That's why I was bringing my point. Man, but I, but right. I also want to okay. use a fictitious name other than Horace. <laughs> Horace. Is but I also <laughs> think that you had, the, you had on the suit, so I was like, you know what? You look like you look like you well off. Okay, that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> right, Woo. Go ahead, Chris. But I also think that again, like. I think that women should inspire us and motivate us. I think that you work, you should have the confidence working at McDonald's to meet a woman that's that's a lawyer. But once you get capture her attention, I think that that should motivate you to do to do more. I think we should look at women more as what what you as as a as a biblical reader of a as a Bible reader as helpmates. They I think that they're there to help me. you uh, help you aspire. I don't think that they should be there to be used. I think that they're they're there for for motivation. They're there for inspiration. They're there as a driving point for what you should aspire to. So, control. but you gotta have a vision. See, that's what I'm yeah. saying. Like, you gotta have a vision, and they help you do it. But if you walk into a relationship, and then you can't be a shepherd, and then you, all you got is a bunch of sheep now. Now, so instead of so right now, you as a shepherd, right? You can't lead yourself. You don't know what road to go on, and you got one sheep. You can't even lead one sheep. But now you want two sheep? Now all three of y'all gonna crash because I was, and that's all I'm saying. I just I just feel like I agree with you. Once a man is in his thing, I'm never gonna stand just because I choose one. My brother, if you could do two or three, my hats off to you. Now I never would talk down on you. I'm just saying I don't want it to be a pain of picture. Cause I think that's negligent. That it's an easy thing to just jump into and then just go ahead because you now you tying more people into your Shit, when I believe a man yeah. is a shepherd. So I believe right now, if you can't you keep acquiring all these people or all these women and all this stuff and all this stuff, and you can't handle yourself, I just don't believe it. I just don't believe in that because but, we don't preach that here. Go ahead. But but then again, when we I'm, 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 I hate to keep on going back and forth, but when you look at the comments, when you look at the narrative that's keep on saying, a lot of people are saying women this and women that and women this. Right. At some point, when are we going to look at the situation and, and and for what it's worth? A lot of people saying, well, women is uh, emotional and women are competitive. Or women, like, at some point we need to address that with that part with the women. Like, hey, look, maybe you guys need to change a little something. 
Maybe you guys need to make this a little make this a little easier. Maybe I'm not the villain. I'm not per, per se saying I I I can I can do it or whatever the case may be. But if if the right. if if I could, maybe it's you guys need to change your mindset and st- and be more co- cooperative. Maybe no, see, I agree with that. I agree. Yeah, see, right. yeah, all the comments, all the comments is about well, women gonna be combat battle and women like come on, man. I don't know. And that go back to me saying that being real with yourself, understanding that the dating pool is way smaller for women than it ever be for men. So when you feel like you're entitled to have your way because of you a woman. And your feelings matter more than the man's, and you starting off wrong right there. And that's my point of having to, because you find not you you shrink the dating pool when you're trying to get two cohesive thinking women to be on the same page as a man. I believe you can go get a woman. I believe everybody here can go get a woman like this. But can you go find? Now it gets even more tough to find women who are gonna think outside the box and think realistic and not be so emotional or so worried about what their friends or what society gonna pull them in to say and say, you know what? This works for us. This works for Chris, Sarah, and Jane. And we don't care what nobody else say. Nobody else who out there unhappy. Nobody else who out there strong by themselves, putting the flag down for all women around the world. We don't care. Because know what? Chris, Sarah, and Jane work, and that's what worked. But now you got to find those women. Well, I think mm-hmm. I think you get I think you get Sarah and tell and Sarah will find James. Allow Sarah to find James. Oh, I believe that's find, what I like. If she that's finds just how it goes. If she finds who comfortable who she's comfortable with, you sit back, my brother, and be and 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 let that let that thing work. You plant the seed, water the water the soil, like and watch the harvest. That's, that's what you got. Like. That's the light whole thing. He said, "I think we need somebody else." Him and his wife. Then the wife go do up. Then do she the somebody who. She feel like that could be compatible and help the, the cohesiveness of their relationship. It's very, very intriguing. And I think Brother Hart on the top is ready to take on this. <laughs> and I got my my sight set. Hey, <laughs> I want to say, though, they have, uh, there are groups, though. Whether you look on some of these credit lists, if you look on Facebook, there are actual groups. And they have polyandry, polygamy, you would be surprised. Every group that you can think of, if you type it in your search box, it's a group for that on Facebook. And it'd be 10,000 people in those groups. So I think you got two, I think those groups just gained two more members up top. (laughs) (laughs) I want to see, I want to see this go. I believe, one thing I believe about my brothers who's on this page, y'all can put it, y'all mind anything. So I believe you're right. And I have never seen nobody or knew anybody personally who have done this successfully or with in good intent, with good intent, and, and well, being serious. Well, if it if it was to happen, it would be done privately. I, I take a book out of the chapter out of the book of my brother Chadwick. We're going to do that privately. <laughs> it's between us in this triad, my brother. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Well, all right. I'll, and to the to the fans in attendance, whether you're watching from Twitch, Roku, Amazon, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, uh, wherever we are at, if you want to involve yourself and participate in this new experiment that Scene Chris is going to conduct, please contact us over at the Black Super Friends Podcast, where we are going to go in the avenue of polygamy. We are going to do this for the sake of data and experiment. Cool just to test the waters. We're trying to change the community. So please reach out to Scene Chris and anyone that is interested in polygamy, 
polyamory or whatever Katina Peter said, we are definitely up to participate in this study. All right. Well, well, if you want to reach me, if you want to reach me, you can go through my manager. That is the whore ace pounds. (laughs) (laughs) No one, no one. Thank you. All right. I want to thank I want to thank you, Chris, for corrupting my son, who has become Eddie Murphy in the comments tonight. Uncle JT is happy with him and his comments tonight. Have you heard his music? Have you ever heard his music? That was before I got a cable on. It sounded like he sounded like Luther Camera on his goddamn music. It sounded like Cash Chris. I don't know know about that. Tyler needs to sit in his uncle chair. I need to cut his hand. We need to have a conversation. Some of these decisions he made. Tyler had another vehicle coming, but I don't know if that would be responsible to give him for he could come. That's gonna be the shagging wagon. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) And a third row. Just a third row. I don't know if that's that's wise to do. So all right. Hey, close the comments. I'm going to uh the gown top that's spells his name in a different dialect. Sing Chris, what's your closing comments before we go? Did it freeze? No, I feel you, my brother. That's your comment? I'm with you. That's right. Okay. Well, while we're waiting on Chris to throw out, I'm going to go to Mario. Hey, I want to say I appreciate y'all Just like normal, you know what I'm saying? Because we we, we took a week off, and I appreciate and I see a lot of our um, watchers and viewers and our members and our our other black super friends who be in our chat that y'all be consistent. And I really appreciate y'all taking that on Monday, especially I'm seeing a lot of guys in here in this Monday night football. So I really appreciate that, you know what I'm saying? Because I know how hard it is to peel y'all away on a Monday night game when football just came back to see that. So I definitely appreciate that. And on the, um and tune in next Monday because it's gonna get even better. Yeah, one time for the New England Bucks. Chris, you had froze. You got some closing comments before I go to Zay. He Teddy okay. right yeah. Sub Zero. <laughs> <laughs> you make me want to watch more combat. Go ahead, Zay. <laughs> hey man, I just want to say thank y'all. Um tuning in. Like Mario said, it was a double header tonight, man. Y'all could have been doing anything else. Y'all listening to us, y'all conversing, guys out there that fed in. Thank y'all um, for the ones that we know tune in and, and didn't say anything. Please do. You know, I'm going to say that every week. Uh, I know these are things that you guys have questions on, input on, and these women want to know. They're they're just as curious as you are. And, again, if you guys could be honest, hold yourself accountable, you might find yourself in the driver's seat. My brother, till next time, peace, love, nappiness. We'll see y'all Monday. You got for him, too. Well. I'm, I'm trying to check on Chris, but I see we have an animation problem. Hey, one thing, uh, giving shout outs to the people in the uh, in the audience. I want to shout out Shantae Renee. I'll tell you all about her after we go off, off air, super friends. Uh, Cortina Peters, we'll be in contact with you about the uh, Therapy Thursday show and polyamory. And... We have some new people that turned in today. Flower of Favor, Nichelle Moore, and my my buddy Jeffrey Day from Cold Red, who stopped in today. So we we thank you for the support. I didn't know it was Monday night, but the show actually went over. But 
polygamy had to be discussed and that's what the show was all about having that intriguing dialogue that you ain't gonna hear nowhere else so feel free to share it go to youtube subscribe but share the show have a watch party and let's keep the the party going all right all right all right see y'all next time logging off peace, peace.